ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your boy, Highlight Real, a.k.a. the Prince of Bodge, baby. You know it. We had to come in with episode number eight, numero ocho. We are back in this thing in full effect. And, uh, well, this episode really should have been posted by now, but we had some technical difficulties and we kind of had to reschedule. So, on a new wrestling week, we're doing a new episode. Goes hand to hand, which is cool because Monday Night Raw is on currently as we speak. So, it's a good way to do a little live reaction for you guys while we're doing this at the same time. Um, so, today I got a real special guest in the house. This is gonna, we're gonna, normally you guys know I like to do some wrestling news, but given, you know, the uh, technical difficulties of, of today's show and how unorthodox the uh, lineup is this week, Basically, we're just going to go straight into our guest. So today, I got a really, really dope guest on the show for y'all, man. Uh, this brother and me go pretty pretty far back, man. Um, I've known this brother since my fusion days at church, man. And, 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 and you know, found out over time, man, he was a big wrestling fan. And, and, and anytime you find out a fellow friend is a wrestling fan, that just makes the friendship that much more deeper of a connection. Uh, we've been at the live shows. We were at Monday Night Raw. Uh, last year, and uh, more than likely working on going for this year, which we'll talk about and all that good stuff. But without further ado, allow me to introduce today's guest. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you Mr. Andrew Harris, a.k.a. Smooth Tokyo. Yo, yo, what's good, everybody? Happy to be on the show. Awesome, awesome, man. Thank you so much for... Wanting to be a part. It is so great to have you on the Life's a Botch podcast, man. This is, uh, yeah, man, this is definitely a show that was very highly anticipated. And uh, <laughs> I'm just glad we could finally get this thing underway. Uh, so go ahead, man, and, and tell the people about yourself, man. Tell them where you come from, uh, you know, what got you into wrestling, and uh, who some of your favorite wrestlers are. All right, my name is Andrew. Uh, of course, y'all heard that, but uh, I'm originally from South Bend, Indiana. Um, moved down here about 92, 93 uh, to here in Atlanta, um, just in time for the 1996 Olympics, you know. So, um, moved from there and um, uh, did some, you know, uh, moved down here to Gwinnett County, Norcross. Um, you know, found a good church here at Victory and, and all that stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So, uh, well, uh, you said, what was the other question? I'm sorry. I'm just, you oh, know. Oh, yeah, just... yeah. Hey, no worries, brother. No worries. I got you. That's why we here at the Lights of Botch podcast. Don't worry, man. If you botch a few times, that's kind of the point of the show. You know what I mean? To let them know that even when we botch, we still have fun with life because life's a botch sometimes. But oh, yeah. <laughs> basically, man, you know, um, so my next couple of questions behind that, really, now that the people know a little bit about yourself, uh, what got you into wrestling itself? You know, what made you a fan of wrestling and who are some of your favorite wrestlers right now? Well, my favorite, uh, what got me into wrestling? Actually, I got to thank my cousin from uh, up north, South Bend. Shout outs to him if you listen to this. But he's the one that got us to wrestling. And that was during the WWF, not WWE, WWF 
Attitude Era. I'm talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, <laughs> uh, yes. Brother Destruction, everybody yes. who was when Raw when back then when Raw was Raw. I'm not. I know Raw's trying to be good right now, but I remember when when it was Raw was Raw. Like everything was uncut. You didn't know what was gonna happen next, and all that stuff like that. So he got us into wrestling. Um, I remember we would be uh listening watching watching raw and we um have video tape uh vhs for those who are listening that's a little tape that you see you see the filters on instagram you see the filters on on wherever everybody's doing this now but you know 20 years back you had to sit there go find a vcr and record the sucker the original dvr record that sucker overnight and watch Raw until you had to go to bed, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So so that's when I got into wrestling, and that's when I learned about, you know, like I said, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, The Rock, um, his dad, R.I.P., Rocky Johnson, you know, R.I.P. to him. And, you know, just that's how I got into wrestling. I loved it. I fell in love with the concept. Um and yeah, so I went to my first WWE Raw event. That was back in 2001. So that's, wow. you know, two decades ago. Um, and uh, yeah, so we I fell in love with it. And uh, I'm a, still a huge fan. I'm watching Raw now. I know you're watching Raw. I'm watching Raw right now yeah. while we're doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, man. And uh, poor MVP, man. It looks like uh, he's... I mean, I guess I shouldn't say poor MVP. I mean, he's in that veteran role. He's putting guys over. Drew's got to go over naturally anyway. It's just, you know, you kind of hate to see that sometimes, you know. The veteran guy comes in, and you already know the outcome is going to be. He's going to probably put over the guy that needs all the momentum. But, hey, you know, Drew McIntyre, you know, picking up some steam, you know. I get it. I think they're going to keep feeding him Paul Heyman, guys. I think that's what they're doing. Like, we'll probably see Shelton Benjamin up next one day, and then Paul Heyman's just going to keep feeding his – his protégés out until he gets to Brock Lesnar. That's what I'm guessing right now. But uh, yeah, <laughs> um, well that's awesome, brother. I mean, you you definitely sound like you came kind of like myself, man. You, you know, you 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 sound like you came in the golden age of uh, wrestling, man. You know, the good old attitude and ruthless aggression era. Yeah. Hello. Hello? You good? All right, ladies and boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your boy, Highlight Real, a.k.a. Prince of Bots, baby. You know. Hey, uh, something happened, bro. Apparently, uh, I guess on my phone, like when it times out, it like ends the call so i'm gonna have to be careful about that i gotta try to i didn't know it was gonna do that let me get andrew back on really quickly and pick all right all right so andrew yes um so who are some of your favorite wrestlers uh it can be a mixture of all time or it could be current talent right now all right so my favorite of all time uh, I would say is the Undertaker. 
that was my that was my first one because he would just I don't know when I first saw him it was like ooh he's kind of scary but I kind of like the mystery of him and popping out of the casket and you know rest in peace you know it's like it kind of gives you goosebumps a little bit and then when it came and then my second one is obviously the brothers of destruction Kane and Undertaker you know it's just like I don't know. It's like I was kind of like that dark kind of mystery of the, about them. Of course, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and everybody else I love, but those two are my favorite because I don't know. When Undertaker came up in there, you were like, oh, shoot. Like, you saw all the rest, like Randy Orton, that picture, like, oh my gosh, you know? So this is like, and you can't be, uh, forget about Paul Bear, his, his, uh, his uh, I guess, his sidekick. You know, he always had that urn, you know, that, oh, you know, it's like, so it's like, <laughs> it's just like you would have all different types of people. So those are, those are my two. Now, my current one, as you can see, is Asuka in yeah. the Kabuki Warriors. So got to support the Japan thing, you know, so uh, I like her. I like her a lot. My friend told me about her. It's like, oh, this is a girl named Asuka. I was like, oh, shoot, she bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so those are, those are my uh, past and current people that I like. Oh, man, those are those are awesome choices on both accounts. Um, definitely love the Kabuki Warriors. I mean, Japanese, the Japanese wrestlers, man, they, they, are, they are definitely awesome, which we'll, we'll get into that when we talk culture in general, man. But, uh, yeah. man, like... Kyrie Sane, Iyu Shirai, uh, Asuka, and, and, and so many more. I mean, they are they are not only are they gorgeous, but they 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 can wrestle, and I mean, yeah. they put on shows with the best of them. And so it's it's always a pleasure to see uh, how culture you know how cultural WWE is getting like that. And and I mean, those ladies as the current reigning women's tag team champions. Oh yeah, thing right now, and they're doing pretty big for themselves. Um, and then Kane and Undertaker. I mean, I was a big Kane fan myself, so I totally uh, can relate. You know, uh, Kane, the mystery of him just with that mask all those years. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. What did he look like under that thing, like, and it, it made me want to feel mysterious like that. You know, like I've always been a fan of like masked wrestlers. I mean, like Kane and Mankind and 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 Rey Mysterio and just oh like, yeah, you know, yeah superhero you know vibe and just like yo what do they look like behind that thing man oh yeah it, it made you want to you know almost like how you feel about batman and spider-man it's like like a hero to you but you're like man i wonder what you like under that mask you know like, i know totally mystery so i i love that so great choices man so let's um go ahead and get into it then man uh from there now that the audience knows a little bit about yourself and um let's go ahead and just talk about wrestling culture i mean uh one thing i do notice is of course as you rep you know uh not just the kabuki warriors and the fact that they come from japan but i notice uh that you definitely are very big on culture and uh more specifically it seems man you've been very big on the japanese culture hence the name smooth yes. so uh go ahead and talk a little bit of the background uh with your interest in japan for one and yeah. uh into the culture of wrestling so my background is uh 
for those who don't know, for those who are listening, uh, you can check out my uh, little uh, shameless plug promo, uh, Smooth Tokyo, the podcast. Go listen to it. It's on, on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're going to listen to. Anyway, like I was saying to you, um, I fell in love with it through a friend of mine who loved anime, manga, and stuff like that. So it's just like, okay, let me see how this thing is. And so I'll just, you know, roll with it. But I can, you know, 2011, uh, you know, you're a former fusionite. Uh, God told me something more to this. There's more to his passion, this culture and stuff like that. So I asked God, you know, I gave it to God and gave it to him. And I said, Lord, if you want me to throw away all this stuff and pursue you for it and you can turn it, turn it and return, like he says, the word to, you know, uh, lay down your life, lay down your life um, for others. Well, not lay down your life for others, but for a diet, for a diet's gain. Sorry, I'm paraphrasing the word, but uh just try to return what's what he wants with his desires so that's what i did and for now god has turned this phenomenal you know uh seven eight years later you can see now i'm more passionate about it i'm into the news i'm into the culture the pop and all that stuff like that but i see it through kind of like in god's eyes what he wants me to see for it so it's just like why not take this passion of soul mind that I share on Instagram, Facebook, and turn it to a podcast and, you know, let people know what I like, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and that's, that's awesome, man, to, uh, to hear, you know, both aspects of, uh, how you brought that, you know, and how, and what, and how God used you to broaden your view of, of, of culture outside of, you know, American culture, which really, to transition um, is perfect to say, uh, as a wrestling fan, um, especially in today's time, we've seen where not just WWE but Impact Wrestling and and AEW. I mean, we've noticed and we've seen that culture is playing a an incredible role in professional wrestling now. Yeah, than it did over the years. I mean, in WWE's case, they've been doing cultural routes for a while, but like. Now we're really, really seeing it. I mean, we're seeing every type of style to, you know, to those who are listening who are casual wrestling fans, you know, or, or you know, if you're hardcore wrestling fans, whatever level of a wrestling fan you are, if you don't know, uh, wrestling, people look at the sport itself and they're just like, oh, it's just you get in the ring and you just do whatever. But there are actual art forms to rest pro wrestling. I mean, of course. Everyone coming from different styles. So, for example, in the Japanese style, it's known as strong style. You know, and yeah. strong style, it's hard hitting. Like people talk about, you know, the first thing people like to mention with pro wrestling is they'll use the F word. You know, the the oh man, that stuff staged. That yeah, stuff and that and and you're half right as far yes. as the production side of things, but the actual art itself. There is a lot more physicality in that than people realize. Yeah. And, and and when you incorporate all of these different styles, such as Japanese strong style, yeah. Step in the ring with a wrestler from Japan and tell me you're not gonna feel those bruises and batters after. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you're gonna feel it all right. You're going to feel it, you know, and, and and then if that's not enough for you, we'll transition to another style. Let's go over to the UK. To those of you who probably sleep on or don't watch 
NXT. There's another brand known as NXT UK, which is probably even more slept on because oh, yeah. people starting like they're starting to catch on NXT, but now they're like, oh wait, there's this other NXT. Yeah, there's NXT UK, and that is all mostly UK wrestlers that are doing the the British UK style, the European style. Yeah. And that is also very physical, but it's also and and, and brother Derek is 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 very big um he when in his times of watching wrestling he was big on the technical style and i like to say that the uk british strong style their their style definitely takes account from that technical style yeah they're physical but they're very technical as well when it comes to the art of submissions when it comes to being able to stretch muscles you didn't even know could stretch oh yeah <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, if, if anybody listening has not checked out NXT UK, I advise that you check it out because the physicality in European strong style, Japanese strong style, all of these things, very, very opinion. So, I mean, what, what would you say some of your favorite wrestling styles are? Um, definitely, like you said, the strong style, Japanese style. Uh, but also... Um, kind of like a uh, Ray Mysterio style. I like his style. Um, uh, I can't think. Lucha. Lucha. Yeah, I like that style, especially Eddie Guerrero. Rest in peace. You know. Um, but I always loved his style of wrestling. I mean, it's more. I guess it's more uh, technical than uh, the American style, but it's more. It's more of the, they have more. It's kind of like the Japanese side. They have more passion in their 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 hits and stuff like that. It's not really like, oh, I'm gonna knock you off. No, I'm really gonna knock you off because I feel that you know fuego, you know <laughs> the style and everything. So it's just like everybody brings their different stuff to the table. So that's kind of like my my little style to it. So yeah, agree. I was really uh, second that with you. I've always been a big fan of the lucha style. Uh, just because I, I've always really enjoyed me myself, I love the high flying style of wrestling. I've always been a fan of the Jeff Hardys, the Rey Mysterios, the Eddie Guerreros, yeah. Psychosis, and, and, and so many. There's there's so many you could name who were high flyers, and they would just. I mean, even currently, uh, guys like Leo Rush and uh, Angel Garza, and 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 just so many. You know, um, my boy Isaiah Swerve Scott. You know, I mean, there are yeah. guys. Who, uh, and even Ricochet. I can't forget Ricochet. Ricochet. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, guys who have done that high-flying style where they're doing innovative moves that you didn't even think were possible to do, and you're just like, wow. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, growing up watching the Hardy Boys, man, I mean, it, it made Oh, me yes. Kind of <laughs> I'll never forget being able to just hop at a swimming pool and literally be like, yeah, we finna do this. Swan time bomb. Time bomb, baby. <laughs> yeah, you know. Or you have, like, you get one of your friends, you be like, hey, hey, I need you to lay on your back and we gonna, I'm gonna run on your back and just jump in there. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. You know, like, just, just stuff like that, man. And it just showcases the fact that, you know, the high-flying style to me was always just what attracted me to wrestling. And, of course, there are other styles as I got older that I, I learned to like. Uh, and like Derek, you know, the technical style, to me, I was a fan of as far as giving it more of a realistic sports feel. Yeah, but uh, yeah. the high flying, man, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for it every single time, man. It just, 
when you see something you you think you've seen everything you can see with that style and then somebody you know comes up with something different and you're like man especially especially if you're at a live event like raw and you see that live you're just like did he just do that yeah you were like i need to go practice that (laughs) man i'm telling you and, and and half the time there's a reason why they tell us ladies and gentlemen there's a reason why they say don't try this at home, oh, even yeah. though most of us do it anyway. Oh, yeah. It's okay. It's okay, you know. But um, that's awesome, brother. That, that is very good to hear. I, I definitely, definitely like that, man. So we're going to um, we're gonna move on a little bit from that, you know, now that we've touched on the culture side of things. And um, let's go ahead and let's, let's talk some NXT real quick, man. Okay. Um, you know, uh, because the original plan when we were going to record, uh, you know, to my listeners, initially we were going to record this uh, Saturday night. And so this was going to be a night before NXT Portland. And I was going to ask for predictions, but seeing as how now we're recording on a Monday night, uh, by the time you guys are listening to this, it'll probably be Tuesday morning sometime. But nonetheless, uh, as you know, NXT Portland was last night. Um, Go ahead and tell me, what you thought of the show overall and what stood out to you most from that show? Well, overall, I, overall, I thought it was a good show. Um, especially they just, uh, recapping Charlotte Flair, uh, asking, uh, I forgot the girl's name. Um, um, Oh, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. That junk. I think that was a highlight it going was. into WrestleMania. Yeah. I was like, show's done. Show's done. Come on, let's go. Show's done. Wrap it up. Like, to me, that was, like, the best thing. Um, I really, I only cast, like, bits and pieces of it, but I saw towards the end where Charlotte Flair got her going on mic challenger. So uh, that's all I can say. What was your, some of your favorite parts? Man, um, well, definitely for me, it was definitely the main event stood out uh, just in the fact of, you know, Adam Cole, man, that guy ceases to amaze me with the type of stellar matches he puts on. Uh, but also just him and Ciampa, you know, they put on a phenomenal match. But just even with the ending where I kind of felt it coming. Yeah. Like they're continuing with this this never-ending storyline of Gargano yeah. and Ciampa. And it's like, how many times are you guys going to go at it against each other? Like... Oh yeah, it's becoming a, a never-ending pattern now. I notice it's like one minute they go off on their own and they do their own solo stuff, then they like kind of reunite and tag, and then somehow one of one of them turns on the other, and then it turns into a long feud. So <laughs> to see that Champa is now on the opposite end. Last time they feuded, he yeah. was the bad guy. And Gargano was the baby face. So it, it, I, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see if this is going to work this time around because I know their chemistry will be great, but we've kind of seen them do just about everything. So I don't even know what they could do now that would be different. Yeah. Uh, you know, like what, are, what else can they do? They've done street fights. They've done last man standings. They've done yeah. a little bit of everything. So I don't know what they could even do now to top what they've done in the past. But, you know, at the last time it worked because, to me, Ciampa actually killed the role of a heel. Like, he was yeah. 
he was phenomenal, you know, and it's it's like now that he's the baby face, not that Gargano didn't do well as a heel when he turned heel for a brief minute, but I just don't know how that's gonna play out. Like he's screams baby face to me, so I don't know how he can play this off. But we'll see, you know. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Yeah, man. You know, but uh also besides from that, man, just the browser rates, man. The browser okay. picking up those tag team titles like I figured they probably would. Of course. And, man, those guys, I at first I thought that was just a random, random pairing. And I'm just like, okay, this is a weird pairing, but okay. You know, yeah. how? it actually works, man. These guys, these guys are legit as a tag team, man. They the vignettes they're doing are funny, and just the fact that they're so opposite, you know, like Pete Dunne just has this straight face the entire time, yeah. while you, you see Matt Riddle just like, bro, yeah. bro, chill out. <laughs> and it's just like it's the perfect tandem. It, it almost reminds me of like, like Rob Van Dam and Kane. Oh uh, yeah. Or Kane and the Hurricane, or yeah, hey, even Daniel Bryan and Kane. You guys know. Yeah. This? Can't you tell Kane's my favorite wrestler? I mean, I know almost everybody he's tagged with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, but that's the thing, guys. I mean, it just, it's, 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 it's wow, you know. But, um, so was it, was it just Charlotte, the Charlotte situation with Rhea Ripley? I mean, how did you like the match with Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair? Did it stand out to you any? Did you think they put on a good match? Uh, I believe they did. Uh, Going going towards the end, like I said, Alan Cash like towards the end, but they put on. It looks like they put on a good match. Um, I can't say it for the beginning, but I I can say it was it was pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Oh. Uh, pretty good during the during the what they did. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you know, um, basically, and moving on from that, man. Um, overall, man, I guess would would you would you if you could grade what you saw of uh portland what would you what would you give it what kind of grade would you give it i would give it i would give it a plus an a plus okay. yeah okay awesome. i'll give it what, what about you what about you what would you give it um given that this is the first takeover of 2020 currently i would say it's definitely the best takeover of this year so far um we'll see what happens as fellow takeovers come throughout the year, but this is definitely the reigning defending best takeover of this year. Now, yeah. all time, of all the takeovers all time, I would say it's up there with probably top 10, top 15, but I wouldn't call it the number one takeover. Uh, okay. It definitely wasn't the greatest of all time. You know, okay. But definitely... To me, it's definitely top 15, top 10, no doubt. Okay. Because, um, of course, what's going to beat TakeOver Brooklyn where Bailey and Sasha just main evented and oh, yeah. the women? You know, like, you can't, yeah. you can't beat stuff like that. So you have to be careful how, as wrestling fans, you can't give it too much praise. You got to be realistic with some things. So, yeah. So that's yeah. all I said. I said an A+, because, you know, it's, uh, it's in Portland, and, and you just want to, you know, I just want to give it a rough, honest good rough answer so i'll say a plus because of the whole again the whole charlotte main event so that's why i kind of put it over the top but like you said brooklyn sasha banks i think they're gonna take it to the next level yeah agreed man agreed so tell me um so there's a rumor going around currently 
Uh, not sure if you heard about this rumor, but there is a rumor that, speaking of WrestleMania, there's a rumor that we will see The Undertaker, one of your favorites all time. Yeah. Going one-on-one with AJ Styles. What are your thoughts on the potential, even though it's a rumor right now, the potential of that match happening? What are your thoughts on it? My thoughts on it is I think it will be a great matchup, especially Undertaker has one of the best records at WrestleMania, even though he lost one, even though he lost one. Um, he, I think it will be just great to have him win 22-1 and one just to go into WrestleMania and have that, like, his moment again. At WrestleMania, especially AJ Styles, I think both of them will go at it. Yeah. Um, but I know it's a rumor, but I believe that WWE is going to fulfill for the fans in Tampa Bay. And, you know, it's, it's, it's the Undertaker. What can you say more? You know, he's the he's Mr. WrestleMania, Indeed. even though Shawn Michaels is, but he is Mr. <laughs> WrestleMania. Indeed. I mean, so I think it will be a great matchup. Him and AJ Styles. I, I can see that brewing up. I can see that brewing up. Yeah, man. I, I definitely think that would be a. Uh, I mean, we know, man. That's you take two of the greatest workhorses in the game, man, and you put them together in one match. Albeit, you know, Taker is older. Uh, he he he's still got some juice left. Speaking of, still got some juice left though. Okay. That makes me transition to my next point, and we're gonna keep this subject on the Undertaker now. I don't know if you how you feel about the Saudi Arabian shows. I know some people don't really watch or support it as much, but yeah. there is a rumor, another rumor, that wrestling fans will finally get to see the dream match that they have wanted to see for years. Albeit, you could argue if it's too little too late, given they're both their current ages, but there is a rumor that we will see Sting, who was cleared from the last time we saw him, I believe, was against Seth Rollins uh, for a championship match. And Seth Rollins gave him uh, the turnbuckle bomb. And it, did mm-hmm. something where it messed up with Sting's neck, and they had to forcefully retire him. But apparently, as we know, with Edge returning and being cleared recently, people with uh, neck injuries have been uh, making returns and getting cleared by doctors. So it Reports have shown that Sting has been cleared by WWE officials and doctors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's possible that at some, as soon as the next Saudi Arabian event, the next, if not this upcoming Super Showdown, possibly the next one that they do, we could possibly see The Undertaker go against Sting. Is that something you would be interested in seeing? I would be definitely interested in seeing that. Undertaker versus Sting. It's, I would say that would be a dream match. That would be so cool to see them. But even though, like I said, considering their age, both of them are kind of up there. But it would be more, it would be, I think it would be fantastic to see that matchup going in in Saudi Arabia, you know, for the showdown and just like let them go at it. Let Sting put on his makeup one last time. Let Undertaker put on his dead man clothes one last time and just go at it. Let them just go at it one last time. If 
if again you said rumors, if he does WrestleMania, this will be his second time. But it'll be I think it'll, I think ratings will go through the roof, especially in Saudi Arabia, because they love the Undertaker. They you saw I don't know if you saw they've had a parade for him, so it's like they they I mean I, it would be a dream matchup. I think I'll I'll definitely watch that. I'll watch that. So that'll be cool to see. Mm, okay, indeed, man. I mean, uh, I, I, I'm still kind of on the fence about it. I mean, I would love to see it, but uh, Goldberg and Undertaker kind of disappointed me to where that's what makes me fear Sting and Undertaker. Like, yeah. albeit Sting is a lot longer of a performer than Goldberg is, like, in ring-wise. Yeah, yeah. I only feel like the reason why Goldberg and Undertaker didn't work out was because partially of the age. You know, I feel like if Goldberg and Taker would have been in their primes, that match would have been a little bit better. Yes, Goldberg might have possibly still concussed himself. Yeah. He's like that. Oh, yeah. But at the end of the day, he concussed himself because he's getting older. And it's like, hey, man, you can't keep banging your head against walls. Yeah, you, know, you ain't as invincible as you used to be, but you still, you know, I mean, we get it. You still got that mystique about intensity. So, of course, I don't know, you know that that's my fear because of what happened with Taker and Goldberg. That's my fear for Sting and Undertaker. Because, like I said, the last time we saw Sting wrestle was against Seth Rollins, and I want to say that was like 2015, 20, yeah, 2015, I believe. Okay, like. It, it, it's one of the things where I'm like, uh, that's a lot of time out of the ring, and you know, you gotta build yourself I'm, up. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm sure Sting keeps himself in good shape and all. I'm not gonna doubt that part, but it's just, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm on the fence about it. I mean, promo wise, I'm pretty sure that would be great. You know, like I could see the promos for days, and, and the build up would be amazing. Oh yeah. The match itself, I don't know. You know, it's one of those things I'm gonna have to see it to believe it, and we might get surprised. You never know. Um, yeah. Now, speaking of dream matches, some more. Let's go ahead and continue that with the current match going on with Goldberg. Speaking of which, going against Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, at Super Showdown this upcoming week, and uh, not this week, of course. Listen, yeah. Following week. Yeah. Uh, so, what were your thoughts when that match became official? And uh, shout out to the Kabuki Warriors who are actually being shown on camera right now. Hey, those are my girls. Sorry, I had to do that for a minute. Those are my girls. Got to run for your team one time, you know? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what do you, what, is your, what are your thoughts? Are you, excited about this outcome are you nervous are you one of those who are kind of like uh goldberg doesn't really need to be in this match what what are your thoughts about this match like are you intrigued or what um i'm a little intrigued but at the same time i'm just gonna be on the fence to watch it and see how it unfolds Mm -hmm. it sounds like a good matchup it really does sound like a good matchup but this is like We'll see how this thing unfolds. We'll see how it builds up and all that jazz. But it's just like, I don't know. I'm just like, I'll be honest. I'll be like, some of the matches with WWE puts on, they sound great on promo and stuff like that. But they're like, eh, 
It was all right, you know. <laughs> indeed, indeed. I totally agree, man. And and you know, and that's 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 kind of me because I, I I'm like, I I want to see it. The last time we saw Goldberg in Saudi Arabia, that didn't work out too well. Yeah. Yet he kind of redeemed himself from that point. So it's like I'm trying to understand why Goldberg allows himself to keep coming back like this. I mean, the first time I got it, it was to show your son, you know, he had never seen you in the ring before. So you went on an incredible, you know, hey, I still got something left in me run. Yeah. Amazing. And then you had this dream match with The Undertaker, which was exciting on paper, but then the match itself happened and it was a big letdown. So then it's like, okay. Then you come back to redeem yourself from that by beating Dolph Ziggler, which great worker, great guy, but it doesn't really do much for me that you destroyed Dolph Ziggler a million times. And and yeah. so it's like, now we have you going against a guy who last year, from his debut up to now, has been one of the most, if not the most popular figure in WWE right now in The Fiend. Yeah. Who, for the most part, legends have put him over. Uh, so Goldberg wasn't always necessarily known for putting people over, yet were, there were times where he did, but he just wasn't always known for doing so. So I'm, there are reports going around, and I don't know exactly how true or false they are. Now, there are reports that are claiming Goldberg is supposedly winning this match. Now, I don't necessarily fully 100% agree with that mm. because The Fiend, in a way, has to kind of win this because he's viewed to be unstoppable right now and we've seen many men try. Yeah. Yet, also, something tells me, well, if there's anyone that would ideally beat him, it would be a Goldberg who normally is unstoppable, but Again, when you look at what's been done to The Fiend offensively, and you look at Goldberg's offense, we know most times the majority strength in his offense is he's going to try to beat you in under three minutes. He's going to try to hit you with a spear, hit you with a jackhammer. Yeah. Now, given The Fiend and what we've seen him go through, it's going to take a whole lot of spears and a whole lot of jackhammers Oh, yeah. What else to try yeah. and destroy and put this man down? So, yeah, I'm really trying to see how they're going to really realistically do this match, you know? Yeah. And, and that that's that's the only thought I have with it. I mean, what would you say about that, bro? I mean, it would be great just to, you know, like you said, it's going to take a lot of a lot of jackhammers, a lot of spears for just to make it a great match and all and everything. It's just like I don't know. It's I mean, it's great to see Goldberg live like you said the back in 2015. It was great to see him, but now it's just like it's kind of like you see that person you always wanted to see for a while, like, oh, you're back. And then you keep on seeing him over and over and over again. You're just like, can you come up with something else new? Or can you come <laughs> up with something like you're here, but you need to do something. And I believe that's what the WD is trying to do. They're like, 
Goldberg, that's great, but we need something with a little more pizzazz and stuff like that. Sorry, I'm just watching the reaction from two weeks ago with oh, Oscars. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. so, but it's just, um, yeah, I just, I just believe it, it would be great, but it's just like, you just, it's going to take a lot more than just Spears and a jackhammer, you know? I agree, man. I agree. Um, so, I mean, that's that's definitely uh, – we'll, we'll have to wait and see how this plays out. Definitely will be something to talk about, I'm sure. And mm-hmm. that's kind of that. But that's the beauty of uh, Life's a Botch, baby, because you just never know what kind of botches we're going to find. In of that course. <laughs> oh, no. no I'm watching. Sorry about that, folks. This is a reaction. We're watching Monday Night Raw, and my girls are coming out right now. Oh, yeah, man. Look, shout out to the Kabuki Warriors because on the mic, y'all. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, everybody who's heard Oscar on the mic, you know, it may be a little tough to understand sometimes, but when you hear it, you know it's a lot of anger and passion coming behind it. And of course. Day, I wish I, I, I know. Words. Yeah, I know some Japanese words, but I'm just trying to trying to fill her out. So I know what she's going to say. It's, it's a lot of animated, just like anime, you know, so. Oh, man. No, honestly, I like when her and Natalia go at it. Yeah, it's just such an awesome workhorse, man. I, she slept on. I mean, people call her boring, and I get it. You know, she doesn't have charisma and mic skills. But one thing about Natalia, man, that girl is physical, and I love yeah. her physicality. And so, like, when you add her physicality, which is another style, because when you talk about a technical style, and you talk about the fact that she grew up in the heart in the, in the heart dungeon, you know, like yeah. That's a whole, that Canadian style is a whole different level of physicality. And just with what she grew up in, growing up with Bret Hart, Owen Hart, and all, and, and all of these hearts, and to see her wrestle people like Kyrie and people like Asuka who have that Japan, Japanese strong style, it just makes the match that much more realistic and more fun, you know? Like, yeah. So, I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Natalia going against these guys, man. It's always pretty dope to see. Um. So, yeah, while the uh, beautiful Kyrie Sane puts on a stellar match with Natalia, yeah. um, let's go ahead and uh, let's see here. Let's see. I had a couple of segments that we're going to turn into. But before we really get to that segment, uh, let me real quick get your thoughts on. Well, let's, let's, let's kind of, I'm going to get a little controversial for a sec. You know, okay. Sometime. And I want to get your honest opinion. There's been a lot of buzz going on around two two things that have all happened within this year. Now, another fellow podcast I was listening to, shout out to the Jabba Tears podcast. That's my family out there on the north side of New York. I was listening, and, and, and they made a good point when they said, this is the year, uh, this has been a real good year of change in wrestling, like making history. We live, you and me, Andrew, as wrestling fans, and to my yes. Bacha Maniacs out there listening, we are in a day and age right now where we can say, in our era of wrestling, we've seen a first initial African-American full-blooded WWE champion. Yes. We have now seen Tessa Blanchard and Impact Wrestling become the first woman to win the men's main championship. Yeah. We have now recently just seen Nyla Rose and... AEW, who is a transgender woman, to those who don't know that already, win the women's championship. So, um, 
a former rest, you know, pro wrestler uh, in Val Venus was kind of ranting on Instagram about how what is this wrestling world? You know, he's like, what has this 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 industry that I used to love so much? What has it turned into? You know, he's kind of at that stage now where he sounds like the get off my lawn guy. You know, yeah. And and he's basically looking at it as we got a woman as a men's champion. We got a, a woman who is a man as the women's champion and, and this and that. And what's just going on with the business? Tell me, what are your initial thoughts? Just what do you feel the state of wrestling is in right now in life? Like, do you how what are your thoughts and opinions on seeing such as intergender wrestling matches where, you know, the women wrestle the men? Where the, where the women are getting the men's titles and so forth and so forth. What, do you, what are your thoughts as a wrestling fan on that stuff? That's a good question, Highlight. Um, I think if we, like you said, if we go back, me and you were in the era, we were 80s, 90s kids, and we can go back 20 years ago um, where it was male-dominated. You saw, like you said, you saw Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, all these different wrestlers were it was male dominant. You you would look up and see you would see a little bit of women too. You like China or Trish Stratus or anybody. You would see a little bit, but it was like more male dominated than women. But now you see a lot of people. You see a lot of women taking over. Like the first like Stephanie Man had the first women's Royal Rumble. When's the first time you ever heard of that? And like you said, first, like you said, the first uh, transgender person, that's, you know, mind blowing. So it's kind of like the people who are, are uh, wrestling, who like, I would say the old people, like you said, the old people in the yard, like, oh, this is, this is what wrestling just used to be. Well, uh, the world's changing. It's being more diverse. So you kind of have to, the people who are old wrestling fans kind of have to pick up the slack. And for us, new generation wrestlers, Go with it. If you don't like it, then you can sit there, find old film from 1940s and watch that all day long, you know? <laughs> Agreed, man. And uh, you answered that very, very greatly. Um, you know, and, and I love to hear you on that also as a Christian individual. Um, likewise, on my end, because of the fact that a lot of times our reputation from, you know, non-believers or, or believers of other religions feel like it's always us most times that attack stuff like oh a transgender women's champion that well that's not that's not right i'm not gonna lie to watch something like you said what's changing you have to change you have to understand right. things aren't what they were when you grew up and that's cool because it's different people are afraid of change but sometimes it's you got to go with the flow you can feel how you feel but still celebrate it still be like hey you know what? That wasn't around when I was coming up. But I, I, you know, even if I don't care for it completely, I still like it, you know? And, uh, yeah. that's, that's, you know, I, I support round of applause to Impact Wrestling. I seem to recall once upon a time that on Facebook, I believe, you shared your thoughts on this newfound gimmick of Seth Rollins being this messiah-like figure, if you will. What, what are your thoughts uh, and initial views is that as a wrestling fan and as a Christian man watching as a wrestling fan? Um, I think it's, it's, I get what he's trying to do and I get what the WWE is trying to do with that, him being the Messiah and all that stuff like that. But just to me, it, 
I don't know. I'm kind of, to be honest, as a Christian, I'm kind of turned off on that. That kind of kind of um, uh, kind of really grinds my gears. Um, shout out to Family Guy. <laughs> um, but um, I, I just don't like it. It's it, I like when he was like, you know, burn it down. That was his gimmick. But you're trying to do like a Messiah thing. That to me, as a personally as a Christ, uh, Christian. That's a turnoff for me. It's just like, you're not the Messiah. You didn't die on the cross. I know what the WWE's trying to do, but it's just for me as a Christian, it's just like, it's just a turnoff. It's honestly a turnoff. Oh, what do you think? Um, you know, I've, I've really, it's been so weird to try to take WWE seriously when they do these types of gimmicks um, because they've done this stuff so many times over the years i mean there there's so many different periods and times i mean let's not forget the time when vince mcmahon was feuding with Shawn michaels and he 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 and shane had a match where they were like your tag team partner is going to be god and literally yeah i remember that a beam of light you know and then and then even in the middle of the match at the end as they're beating up Shawn michaels the beam of light leaves and Vince is like, where are you going, God? Where are you going? You know, and, mm-hmm. and back then I remember being offended by that type of stuff. And I had to take myself out of that and say, you know, <laughs> it's, it's quote unquote entertainment as uh, yeah. they now there is pushing a needle and there's certain things you do that go a little too far, but that was the attitude error. It went as far as far as can go. Yeah. And, and even in the Ruthless Aggression era, which that took place in really around the transition between the Ruthless Aggression era and the PG era at its start. It was kind of in between that. But it's one of those things where I've learned that you can't take it too seriously. But if it does bother you that much, don't watch that particular segment. You know, if, if you know, spiritually it's really getting to you, then turn your eyes away from that. And just wait for the next segment, you know, and 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 just be like, hey, I can't support that. Uh, I am I am on to the next thing, you know, and, and I'm gonna wait for this to pass over, and then I'm gonna, you know, this and that. I love that talent, I love that wrestler, but as long as they're going with this gimmick, because gimmicks don't last forever. Yeah, they, they yeah. Up so. You know, it's like while he's in that stage, if you don't support it or it's uncomfortable, just wait for him to pass on and and wait until he evolves from something else. Because eventually they're going to come up with a new gimmick. Yeah. His his little disciples eventually. I mean, look, as as we're seeing here. Yeah, I see it. Eventually, like, see, look, the pulpit, the the podium, the last image. I mean, it's it's all part of, you know, look. See, you even see, look, there's a sign there. Yeah. <laughs> Monday Night Messiah is not my Jesus. Now, see, look at that. See? see uh, it's like people... You know saying? That, yeah. That's, that's, that's a way of making a statement, but that's also one of those things where you're like, see, that's, that's, that's kind of one of those things where you're in between about it. You know, it's like, I get what you mean, but, you know, it's like, hey, you got other it's- ways of how you can voice that, but I respect their stance with that, you know, so yeah. I, I can respect a sign like that out there. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things, man. I mean, cool shirt, but I wouldn't support it, you know? Just, yeah. Yeah. I would, I would support, 
I wouldn't support either. Like, I mean, I just saw it, like, you see where it says burn it down, and they just switched to that. It's just like, I yeah. kind of like the first part, like, the oh, burn it down. But now it's just like, I'm just like, we're, I'm, I'm looking at it now, but it's just, it's just whatever, man. I know it's part of entertainment. It's part of the Vince's gimmick storyline and stuff like that. But it's just like, um, I'm just, like you said, I'm the same way. They're going to, they're going to try to make it, you know, whatever. See, he's shaking everybody's hand. Yeah, it's, shaking it's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's a trip, man. I mean, it's a, it's a trip. Yeah. Man. They, they, like I said, this is this is what WWE does, though. I mean, they've done stuff like this. Even you remember, I seem, I, I bet you probably remember when CM Punk was part of the Straight Edge Society, you know, and he was playing a Messiah-like figure. With, yeah, I remember that. I don't do drugs. I don't do alcohol. So if you come join my society, you can be clean and pure as well. And this and that, like, it, it, it WWE is infamous for this. They do this if, a lot. They, they're they're trying to they're trying to recycle old ideas into mm. new ones and try to make it more better and stuff like that. So it's like they do this uh, for those who are listening. Uh, I'm sure you recall this in the WWE Attitude Era. It was Undertaker, my favorite guy. Again, uh, they had the Ministry of Darkness. Remember that? Remember. Absolutely. So it's like they try to do all this. He had the whole cross thing. And I remember back then, this is throwback um, for Throwback Tuesday. Hey, <laughs> um, he would have that cross and had Stone Cold Steve Awesome hanging on there. And I remember my parents did, oh, that's, that's a bunch of who wash. I'm sure your parents were the same way. And they're like, turn that off. And I'm like, it's just wrestling. It's just a show, you know? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, man, this this is definitely um, this has been awesome segments, man. You know, uh, time's actually been flying more than I than I actually thought. But good wrestling conversation will definitely do that. So, uh, my brother. Also, uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna introduce you into this segment. Okay. Uh, this segment is called the two minute promo. Okay. Okay. What you get to do, you know, if you haven't heard of this one before, this is where you, the audience definitely knows about this. This is one of their favorite parts of the show. Okay. What you get to do, my friend, is I'm going to time you, okay? And you're going to have two minutes to cut a promo on anything you want. And it, it doesn't have to be wrestling related. It could be literally, uh, you know, something you didn't like this morning. You know, anything that just grinded your gears, as we were just saying earlier. Yeah. And just cut it, you know. And, and and when I say stop, you're good to go, my friend. All right. So All right. get this thing started in three, two, one. Neil really grinds my gears. My What grinds my gears is Seth Rollins trying to be this messiah. And he thinks he's Jesus. But... I really know who the real hero is, but it's just gonna be it once he gets with smooth Tokyo with my Japanese strong style, and he once he gets a crack with the whip, he'll know who really is the boss. So if if the Messiah wants to mess with smooth Tokyo, just like Asuka, nobody's ready for smooth Tokyo. 
Keep it going, brother. You're uh, okay. Uh, uh, dang. Uh, now, if if he wants to mess with Smooth Tokyo, then he can find me on Instagram. Uh, everywhere he can find me on there. He can find me uh, on Facebook at Smooth Tokyo Network, and you can do whatever you want. So that's all I have to say. I know that's under two minutes, but I'm very quick. <laughs> all right. Hey, listen, listen. Sometimes, sometimes you don't even need two minutes. Sometimes you're able to just cut a promo so smooth that you can do it in under a minute. So look at that. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, we can learn from promos like this. You never know, man. He gave time back. Something we could all learn. Of That's course. In itself. So, um, Brother Andrew, a.k.a. Smooth Tokyo. Hey. So great to have you on the show, man. I appreciate your time and your effort. Um, why don't you go ahead, tell the people where they can find you and also remind them where they can listen to your up and coming podcast. Okay. Uh, you can find me uh, again, like I said, at smooth Tokyo on Instagram. You can find me on, uh, that's my first one. And my second one, smooth Tokyo network. Uh, just look for that. You'll see a little, uh, Tojo gate and that'll be me. Um, and also you can find me on Facebook. Same thing at Andrew Harris. Or you can find me on the, my second account, my like page, Smooth Tokyo Network, where I have all the content, wrestling, anime, manga, all that stuff like that. So if you want to find me, come find me. And my podcast, Smooth Tokyo, the podcast, um, on all digital platforms, Spotify, Apple, um, Google Podcasts, wherever. And uh, this, actually, if you're going to listen to this, you're going to probably listen to a re recap because it'll be on my podcast so you get to hear double the portion so double the matchup hey hey well awesome man well ladies and gentlemen that is our time for tonight um i want to thank everybody out there for listening and uh if you're a new listener make sure you subscribe go ahead and hey and my follow current listeners if you haven't already leave your boy a rating Give us five stars, four stars, two stars, however many stars you want to give us. Just give us a five-star rating. Leave some comments. I'd love to hear from you. Shout where you're from. Shout what your name is. Shout what you do like, what you don't like, what you want to see, what you don't want to see, what you want to hear. All that jazz. We want to hear it all because this is Life's About Baby and ain't nothing hidden. All our mistakes get thrown out there and that's what we love out here. So, you follow your boy at Highlight Life, H-I-L-I-T-E, Life. And you can follow Life's a Botch on Instagram at Life's a Botch Podcast. Be sure to go on Facebook, like our page, Life's a Botch Podcast, and join the Life's a Botch group so we can talk some wrestling, man, and do stuff like have a raw live thread. You know what I mean? Just talking about what we do and what we don't like. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you guys so much for your time. I'm Highlight Real, a.k.a. The Prince of Bots. This is my boy, Andrew, a.k.a. Smooth Tokyo. Sayonara! Out. Sayonara!